Okay. One o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. That means it's time for Post to Post. Alan Wishart. And with me this week, Frank Peebles. Well, howdy. How's it going? Not too bad yourself. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Haven't slipped and fallen yet out there in the greasy sidewalks. Well, well, as I've been telling everybody for the last couple of days, be glad you're not in Buffalo. <laughs> oh, man. No kidding. <laughs> Six and a half feet. That's... Like, how can how can a town stand it? I don't know. No. The one good thing was they knew they were going to get a big dump. Like, this wasn't something like, we're expecting maybe a couple of feet. No, the forecasters were saying four to six feet. And they yeah. still missed it by a little bit. But And it's still, I mean, it's killed yeah. at least three people that I know of. Yeah. We're so, lucky. So, you are the guest, as you were, for today's show. So, where do you want to start with our local <laughs> sports scene? Well, our sports scene is rather busy right now. And if I, if I were to start anywhere, I would probably want to talk about the bizarre parallels between the Prince George Cougars and the Prince George Spruce Kings right now. Mm, yes. Those two teams are both... Um, they both have 25, 26 points so yep. far, and they are incredibly high in the standings. Yes. The Cougars are first place in the BC division. Yeah, fourth in the Western Conference. And fourth, in, they're only one point out of third yep. and three points out of second. No care. one's catching Portland. No. But it's not, and, and I would apply this the same way to the BCHL as well, because yes. the interior division has Penticton. That's yes. right. They're running away with it. Yeah. And uh, for both the Spruce Kings and the Cougars, it's not about catching them. It's just about how you shape up yes. during the last week of the season. Yeah. And uh, the uh, Spruce Kings, this past week, actually may as well get these in, uh, they beat, beat Alberni Valley at home last Wednesday, 5-2. to two. Then they had the interesting road trip. They went down to Trail, played Trail on Friday, beat them 4-3. to three. And then they played Penticton. And they didn't do quite so well. But no one's, no one's beaten Penticton. Nobody. 20-0 and 0 for Penticton. The so only team that can beat Penticton is Penticton at yes. this point. Their goal differential through 20 games, plus 83. Wow. Yes. The Spruce Kings tied with West Kelowna right now in the standings in the interior division. West Kelowna has a game in hand. And by golly, the Spruce Kings are at home this weekend. Guess who they're playing? Uh Uh-huh. That game in hand is not going to go anywhere because they're both playing two games. But still, this is where you can at least put it. But it's head-to-head, right? Yeah. yeah. This is is a key moment. Yes. Sweep them, and you're four points in front, and all of a sudden your game in hand isn't quite as important. It's still big, but... Yeah, you always want to win the head-to-heads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, isn't that amazing? That's exciting times for for hockey watching. And I also have to point out that Connor Bedard is coming to town. Mm. December the 2nd, and I think we have the dubious distinction of being the only building on the Regina Pats Western Road Swing that is not sold out. And yeah. if Prince George, yeah, and that's that's <laughs> this is Prince that George. was my thought too. Is this is Prince George? It'll be sold out at the time. Yeah, I can't remember the last time. I actually I can remember the last time I personally was in the building for a Cougar okay. sellout. Yeah, and uh, it used to be routine, of course. Yes, and 
it's electrifying. That building oh, yeah. is electrifying. When you, it's got that thunder effect, right? Yeah. Because of the uh, the steel stands over the cement bowels mm-hmm. that go under the stands. And so in most sections, if you thump your feet, it creates this thunderous drum effect. Yeah. Then you see this wave ripple across the ice surface. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. And the Cougars have won three in a row now. And Beat they look good the doing yes. it. They beat Victoria 9-1 to in the first game. Hudson Thornton had three goals, three assists that game. That's like, for me, that would have been a season in minor hockey in one <laughs> That's game. That's right. Height's doing great right now. Yes. And then they beat Victoria 5-2 to the next day, which, as Reg has mentioned numerous times, the second game of the doubleheader is always the tough one to win. You're right. Because you got that first one under your belt. Reg is correct. You're starting to, you're, you're feeling a little bit good about yourself already, and the other team doesn't want to lose both games to you. Right. Plus, you're tired while on the road. Yes. Right? You're dealing with hotel and bus living instead of, instead of uh, being yep. at home. So, yeah, it's always advantage game one on those situations. Mm-hmm. Cougars are 12 and 9, as we were saying, first in the BC division. They're hosting a team tonight that's 13 and 8. Musha. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Kamloops is in on Saturday. Right. And, you know, between us and Kamloops, they, you know, there's never any bad blood. There's no rivalry <laughs> there at all. Uh, I mean, well, Kamloops is such an interesting kind of uh-huh. uh, situation this year because they're hosting the Memorial Cup. Yes. And, for frankly, Prince George people should be looking at buying Memorial Cup tickets, even though it's in yes. Kamloops. But, I mean, th- that's the closest the Memorial Cup is ever going to be. Other than in our own building, yes. one day we'll get it. But yep. uh, Kamloops's are next best. So, and here's the other thing about Kamloops is the rumors are just swirling because they're the host team for the Memorial Cup, and because Regina not doing so well and probably won't be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in, in conversation for deep playoff yeah. push, that they're going to try and trade for Connor Bedard. Yes. And then we get to see him more often and potentially in a playoff matchup. So uh, we want to see the the Kamloops Blazers against the Cougars right now while we know we don't have to face that guy other than when Regina shows up in a a couple weeks. Now, if that does go through, the other reason for going to see Kamloops on Saturday is because if they do make that deal, there's a good chance most of the guys you see Saturday night won't be around the next time you see them because they'll have gone to Regina. That's true, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there'll be a bunch of draft picks and some oh. uh, at least two blue-chip younger players. Younger players, that's the key. Yeah, the 16, 17s, maybe yes. an 18 going the other way, and, yeah. and plus three or four oh, draft picks, easily. I would think. Yeah, it'll be a package of probably seven or eight players going from Kamloops in exchange for Bedard and one or two other assets back just to blur yeah, the... some low-end draft Yeah, yeah, exactly, like exactly. No, because... and Can Regina sell that? Sell it in what way? We're trading the generational hockey player that oh, we're in, a, in a heartbeat. About. Absolutely. Okay. If you're not going deep in the playoffs, it would be... Okay business suicide and your yeah. fans would string you up if you didn't trade yeah. Bedard. So do you how long do you hold on to him? Uh, do you hold sort of as long as you can, as long as you think okay, we I guess it depends on what happens when the phone rings. Yes. Because someone you know, a team like Kamloops 
is in such great position oh. for Bedard to want to go because, yep. uh, and for the fans who don't know, listening, the uh, the host team for the Memorial Cup is automatically in. They don't have to win their way in. No. They just get to be there. So Bedard knows that he's going to play for a championship if he goes to Kamloops. Yeah. He may be fine going to another team instead, but. especially if it's a high contender. And right yeah. now, Prince George looks like it might be. Yes. And we certainly have young assets thanks to the trading that was done yes. three years ago when we were in our last cycle. Yeah. And yeah. so we could actually pull off a trade and get Bedard. Yeah, I mean... But Kamloops is a lock in the sense that oh. you know you're playing for the trophy. Now, this was quite a few years ago now. I seem to recall one year, it was the OHL that was hosting Memorial Cup. And I want to say Hamilton was the host city. And like about a third of the way through the se- season, they were like bottom of the league. And the league, as I recall, was talking at least about holding a meeting to possibly move because they were saying, you know, it's obvious that Hamilton is just banking on the fact that they're going to be there anyways. Yeah. And they're not really... They're not trying to build a contender. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know they've got a spot already. And then Hamilton did pick it up. I don't... I, I'm pretty sure they didn't win it, but I think they did end up being a respectable position in the standings. But you kind of wonder if that was one of the reasons they started to pick it up was because the league said, look, it's don't not embarrass hard. us here. It's not that hard for people to get from Hamilton to any of the other cities in the OHL, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. No, you want to if you're the, that host town, you want to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you need to build yourself so that you're in the conversation for for winning the trophy that you're automatically going to play for. Yes, like Chamlos has hosted it before. Many, many times. And I was there one year. And I... I have to actually give props to for the right way to do things over to the Spruce Kings because uh, mm-hmm. when they were hosting here in uh, for the BCHL championship, it was yep. it was absolutely their fundamental goal to not just host but to be a strong host. Yes, and indeed they were. And Until they uh, had to play, what was it, five overtimes in the semifinal? Holy cow, that game was... It was like you watched two and a half games by the time that yeah. that second last game was over. And they didn't have the gas to finally win it. I know. To win the whole thing, because yeah. they won that game that night and yeah. had to play again the next day. Yeah. But let's just go back to something that we both know a fair bit about. Newspapers. I, I, I know were, a thing or two. If you were covering that game, how what would you be thinking as you're going along? What do you mean, if... Yeah, I was covering oh, that okay. game. <laughs> so that, there, there were several of us that were involved in covering it, and uh, I was back. I wasn't in the rink. I was oh, back okay. listening on the radio. Right. So you were sort of doing the update on the score and stuff exactly. like that. And, and we had Jason Peters or Ted oh, Clark right. or somebody was, was or both potentially yeah. were at the rink getting was comments. Yeah, getting comments. I mean, what was the plan? They Jim Swanson might have even been there at the time. I can't remember. They were probably just going to phone those back into you, and you yep. type them in rather than pay phones too. Back. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you just put it online, right? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that was quite the game, that one. Yeah, and I would imagine. But, and the last time that the Spruce Kings went deep as well, mm-hmm. it was uh, one, once there's a sense that you're going to be a strong contender, yes. players are much more likely Oof. to want to come play for you. Sometimes yeah. they'll agree to a trade. 
But sometimes they'll, in, in, during the off season even, yeah. they will look ahead and go, yeah, you're going to do, you're going to make some noise this year. Yeah. So I'm going to sign with you. And that's the way it is in the BCHL much more so than yeah. the B, uh, the WHL because yeah. the dub is based a lot more on draft picks and, yeah. and, uh, and the BCHL is based more on, uh, scouting and recruitment. I mean, it's all based on scouting and recruitment, but the BCHL is makes a, a, a fine art of it. But this was something I hadn't realized. I was talking with Mike Hawes, general manager of Spruce Kings, last week on yep. the show. Heck of a hockey team builder, that guy. Yeah. And um, Penticton, of course, finished real strong last year, too. League champions, I believe. Yep. And he was saying they've got like 14 or 15 players back from that team, which is unusual in the BCHL. Because so the many turnovers guys, high. Well, yeah, because a lot of your guys have got have made the commitments to NCAA or university hockey. Mm-hmm. So but you if you get them young, yes, then you can you yep. can do that. And Penticton is just it punches way way above its weight. Yeah, it's it's like Vernon used to be some years ago. Like it yeah. was always Vernon was way up here, and everybody else was way down. Hockey Canada and uh, and other entities like that have such a presence in Penticton, mm-hmm. and that's because of the schools that are there, the long-standing yeah. academies that are that are there, and uh, yeah. So Penticton gets the advantage of of that kind of recruitment because they have the training facilities and the coaching mm-hmm. um, capacities and and just great networks, yeah. and it's cheaper to live there and operate there than Kelowna just up the road. Yes, but uh, so. Quite the hockey weekend in town. Moose Jaw tonight. Yep. At CN Center. Friday and Saturday, West Kelowna at Copar Memorial Arena. And that was something I noticed last week talking to Mike. At one point, he slipped and said, yeah, we've got good things going at the Coliseum, or at Copar Memorial Arena. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if he slips and says Coliseum, because that's kind of the nickname anyway. Yes. As long as he doesn't call it some other uh, corporate name yes. that has... Been there in the past. Yes. <laughs> and then also on Saturday, of course, Kamloops in town. Hmm. So if you're a hockey fan, to me, Saturday's the tough night. Well, A, because there's two games that night. Mm. But also, you've got Kamloops in town playing the Cougars. And that's it's going to be a good game. I mean, Kamloops has got a good team again this year. The Cougars are looking real good. But then you've got Spruce Kings going up against the team that they're fighting with for second place. Which is like first place behind Penticton is what it comes down to. Yeah, so there's an extra element of interest around yeah. that game. It's not just another it's, game. It's, it's early in the season still, but these games are starting to mean things now. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great <laughs> that we can feel like this? I mean, it's been this is the first year that we've been able to really dig into the machinations oh. of standings and stats and things since yeah. twenty since well twenty nineteen really as a full season. Yeah, because again, as you said, how long has it been since we went to Regina or Regina came here? Yeah. Oh, gee, many. Yeah. yeah. Eastern teams, we never saw them. No. I mean, the pandemic changed everything. And yeah. Because what was the one year, I think we just played the BC teams, right? I, yes. And yeah. And then the next year, I think we played BC and Washington. Like, was it the And in the dub, they had a bubble situation yes. going on. Yeah. With, well, that was the BCHL. Had three uh, teams in each of the bubbles around because one of them was. Didn't we have, didn't the dub have bubbles where oh, they, they might would play little. Yeah, probably, yeah. They play little series together. I've, I've tried to blot a lot of I just those. know we couldn't go watch. I know. 
I tried to block a lot of those COVID things out of the way. My own son was playing for the Caribou Cougars at the time, and we couldn't watch. No. I didn't. I went a whole year without seeing my kid play hockey, yeah. even Live. though he was playing every day. Live. Uh, that was yeah. There was some filming going on, but yes. not a lot of that either. No. And no. boy, that showed up in the scouting. Oh yeah. When when that draft this past year's draft, the draft that just happened, uh, it, it, it's going to be an interesting case study. 10 years from now, okay. when we look back and look at the kids that were drafted that ended up amounting to not so much in yeah. a hockey sense, and the kids that were never drafted that end up soaring in, yes. in, in the NHL sense and, and uh, other professional leagues, just because the scouting was so uh, haphazard is not the right word, but it, it, I mean, really the word is impossible. It was well, yeah, just, because... I'm I'm willing to bet there were some teams in outlying areas that may not have even really played any games at all mm-hmm. in one of those seasons because it just wasn't worth traveling the distance they would have to travel to play. Yep. So and then, just when the Cougars, the Caribou Cougars I'm talking yeah. about, and the uh, the uh, Bobcats and the, the Northern Capitals, mm-hmm. they, had, they, they were coming out of the pandemic, still yes. uh, some stuff hanging on. And then the floods happened in the oh, lower well, mainland. And, yes. and our teams couldn't go. We just nope. couldn't go play. The, those teams couldn't come and play us either. Nope. So, again, there was a couple of months there, right in prime hockey scouting season, yes. where our players didn't get seen. No. And that's one of the things that I like about the way that those leagues, the BC Elite Hockey League, is doing things, especially especially with the U18, but to some extent the U17, is they're trying to set up a couple of, I still call them play days, even though that's not really a very good term for them, where all the teams gather. It's a way better way of doing it. At one spot. And you, you play two games yep. on the weekend, one at your home team for one game and the visiting team for the other. I know that that is happening more and more now that the pandemic is over yes. uh, in baseball. So mm. our, our yep. Knights teams, I mean, for mm-hmm. the listeners who don't know, I'm involved in Prince George Youth Baseball Association. And our teams have typically done very well at yep. that level, especially the older we get. Yep. It's hard to compete at the, uh, the U11 and even the U13 levels because... Teams in the Lower Mainland and and, the Van- and Vancouver Island, they play 35, 40 oh. games, and we're playing 12 to 15 games. Yeah. And then we meet up in the provincials. And yeah. so eh, by the time they're 18 years old, Prince George typically, and you can check the stats, I'm not mm-hmm. just blowing smoke here, <laughs> we typically own that division. Yeah. In British Columbia. Well, I know you're not going to smoke. You're a reporter. When was the last time a reporter blew smoke? I, I, yeah, mm, no comment. Okay. And I so, will make one quick comment, though. Yeah. We have to go to a break. Well, uh, let's we'll talk about with, this when we come back. Yeah, we'll be back with some more Post to Post in a moment. If you're looking for those long-forgotten rock songs, then tune in to Beneath the Grooves with Jenny and BC Kid every Saturday night at 8 for deep-cut rock tracks from the 60s to the 80s. Hear from well-known artists like the Moody Blues and the Alan Parsons Project, as well as obscure acts like Sugarloaf and Madrigal. It's the band you love, but the songs you've forgotten on Beneath the Grooves. Saturday nights at 8 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. 
The Spruce Capital Senior Center is up and running with activities Monday through Friday. Take part in cribbage and tai chi on Mondays, canasta and yoga on Tuesdays, bingo each Wednesday and Friday, and special events throughout the month. For more information, call the Spruce Capital Seniors at 250-563-6450 or stop by between 10 and 2 Monday through Thursday. Stay active with the Spruce Capital Senior Center across from Rainbow Park at the corner of Rainbow Drive and Liard Drive. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries or showers. Wind from the south of 20K gusting to 40, a high of 2. Tonight, partly cloudy. South winds gusting to 60, the temperature rising to 7. On Thursday, cloudy, periods of rain beginning in the morning, gusting south winds continuing with the temperature falling to 2. And we are back on Post to Post. Alan Wishart, Frank Peebles, and Frank, it was a whole two minutes. I've forgotten what you said we were going to keep talking about. Baseball. Baseball. Uh, and all I was really going to make mention, because this is the off-season, yeah. is that um, to no your off point... in baseball? <laughs> there's really not. And i got to tell you, because of the Northern Sports Center, the, the oh, Charles Jago Center, yes. and because of... Um, uh, there's two sort of um, academies is the wrong word, but no. there are two private entities in town that coach. Yes, one of them is uh, Craig Horswell and mm-hmm. uh, Elite Baseball Training. Yeah, amazing work. And then the other is Northern Baseball Training, which yeah. is uh, uh, it has its own facility. Yes, and uh, the Clark Brothers and Holy Doodle. Oh yeah, the difference that that is making in both baseball and softball is unbelievable. And the only reason that those can exist is because at the amateur grassroots volunteer level, we really build a good baseball player in this town. Yes. And we're starting to see, and this is going back to your point about clustering games, mm-hmm. uh, on a provincial level, they're starting to get the idea that Prince George has an unfair disadvantage. Yes. And so w- they're sort of creating situations where our teams can go down and play in a Kamloops or a Kelowna or a Vernon yeah. situation. Meet them halfway. Type and, or wherever we end yes. up going. Oh, and yeah. have other teams, not just the one you know uh, team of record at that home field, be the one to play us. So it yeah. almost becomes a tournament, but not uh, yeah. quite unofficially. Because I've noticed with the BCH, I think the BCHL always uses, I want to say it's Chilliwack. Because I think they've got like three or four like full size rinks, right? And they're the same cheaper facility, yeah. Yeah, and and that's a key is in and hockey. Lot, and it, there's a lot of teams from right around there as well that don't have to travel that far. Yeah, so, my son plays helps. in the uh, he plays for the Burnaby Winter Club, okay. and uh, so that's in the uh, the, the school league okay, that yeah. that uh, BC has. Yeah, and they often play. Yes. cluster games like that too there's yeah. a lot of that in Abbotsford and things like that so even though it's only from Burnaby it's very convenient for our players in Burnaby to go to Abbotsford and then have other lower mainland teams yeah. meet there and again I was talking with Tyler Bruff mm-hmm. with the, uh, the Caribou, Caribou Cougars. Cougars U18 we've got to specify right these yes days. Yeah. and he was saying that's one of the things they like is when they go to some of these tournaments they have got some of those academies that come into the tournament. So you're not just playing other teams from your league or maybe an Alberta team comes in. You're playing the academy teams. And they say the guys get up for that a little bit more because the academies, at least the impression they get is the academies think they're better because they're a sports academy. They're not just a hockey team. Right. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they and, love to play the academy. there's lots of people. debate back and forth oh, there, yeah. but uh, it, it, it can only help hockey yes. if those teams can meet sometimes and, yeah. and actually play off. Oh, yeah. And the good thing was, he said, they played 
a couple of the academy teams in this tournament, and they were both good games. But he said the other thing was there was like no animosity or anything. Like they oh, yeah, nor should we be. can beat them in hockey. Yeah, we're not going to try to beat them in the alleys. We're going to beat them in the rink. Yeah, simple. right. And a lot of these kids, oh. even though they're from out of town, they know each other. Yeah. And oh, yeah. so animosity is just a, it's a silly notion in the first place. The politics, the, the, the more we can minimize politics in these organizations, the better. Yes. And to that point, Mackenzie, little Mackenzie, mm-hmm. has a junior A hockey team. Oh. Did you know? No, it's I'd... part of the Greater Metro Hockey League. I know. That's a paradox, right? Yeah. yeah. Burns Lake has a team, yeah. the Timberman. Yeah. Uh, Tumblr Ridge has a team in this league. Wow. It's a non-affiliated yeah. league. It's based out of the uh, Greater Metro Toronto Hockey League that exists, and they've Boy, got like 20 teams. And a half. Well, <laughs> their Western branch, yeah. it's, and it's run like a business. I mean, the reason oh, it's yeah. happened is because it's a, there's a business case for it. There's a bunch of teams in Alberta and a bunch of teams in BC, yeah. unaffiliated with Hockey Canada. Okay. Right now, the, the, Hockey Canada is having a hard time justifying anything it's doing right now. Yes. So I think a lot of families just said, eh, you know what, I'm going to try this league out. It's not rogue. It just isn't part of. Yeah. And there's a couple of those. Williams Lake has a team that mm-hmm. isn't affiliated with yeah. Hockey Canada. I don't see this going very far no. as a as a trend. But, but it sure is cool for Kitimat and Smithers and Hazleton and Tumbler Ridge and Burns Lake, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. To have a junior A level, an accredited junior A level hockey program so their kids don't have to leave. No. And they can get better right there in their own communities. And then a team like the Caribou Cougars can scout those kids. Yes. And and, uh, because there's no question that the Caribou Cougars... Is uh, is the oh. creme de la creme in, yes. in northern BC? So well, maybe not so much. <clears throat> uh, this past weekend, they lost four two and three two to the Okanagan Rockets. Well, dropped their record to five six one and zero. Oh. See, that's not a bad record no. early in the season at all. They they're in tough this weekend. They they play the Greater Vancouver Canadians in Vancouver. The Canadians are nine two one and zero. Oh. So if you look at the standings, they're like a step above. Yeah, but boy, it's still young in the season, and it's hard to know how you stack up against teams like that because they end up playing each other sort of in an echo chamber, and then they come and play you. And so you may get blown out of the water, or you may surprise. Yeah, the U-17 AAA Cougars, I was about to specify that. Mm -hmm. They were supposed to play the Thompson Blazers this past weekend. The games were postponed. Oh, why were they postponed? I don't know. On the BC Elite Hockey League website, They've got the previews for the games last weekend, but they don't have anything reporting on what happened. Hmm. But uh, the triple, the seven, the U seventeen team is eight three zero and one this year. They are in Richmond this weekend for one of those player rounds. Yep. Because I was wondering because it said okay they're in Richmond okay and they're playing North Island okay wait a minute yeah yeah wait <laughs> and Vancouver Northeast which does make sense so, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, the U fifteen Cougars were off this past weekend. Not postponed, just off. Just, yeah, had a weekend off, yep. Yeah, they host the Thompson Blazers. Kin won for both of these games Saturday at 4.15. It's good hockey. Sunday at 8.15. Boy, it's good hockey. And for them, the kids probably like that because I don't know how often they get to play in Kin 1 because that's the U18. It's all Kin 1. 
The okay. Caribou Cougars use Kin 1 okay. almost exclusively. Yeah. And it's amazing because it's just so beautiful in there. It is, oh, yeah. Like, I've seen a lot of rinks oh. in my time, and it is one of the, to this yeah. day, it is the nicest amateur hockey rink I have ever been in just oh, yeah. because of that wood roof, the, the, the white steel beams, the windows, the windows yeah. great sight lines. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful rink, and it's Olympic size. Yes. One more team to talk about. Northern Capitals. U18 Northern Capitals. Yep. Played the Thompson Okanagan Lakers on the weekend. Lost 2 nothing. 1-4-2. Lost 5-2. So, 1-2. This weekend, they were scheduled to play the Fraser Valley Rush. Those games have been postponed. Again, no reason given. Uh, the Northern Capitals hmm. may or may not like that idea because at this point, the Fraser Valley Rush are the protected V's of the uh, <laughs> 15 games, 15 wins. They've yet to go to overtime, and they are plus 76. Well, you know, it only comes down to one period at a time. Yes. This and is where you break out all the sports clues. I know. <laughs> well, the one thing we decided is that's a five-team league. So we've been talking about this a little bit. Of course, as the season's going along, we say the one thing you don't want to do is finish fourth. Because that means you're playing Fraser Valley in the first round, and you're gone. (laughs) Something interesting about uh, female hockey in this town right now, and my daughter's playing it. She's in the the U11 division. Okay. And uh, there are more girls' teams, four in that division, than there are boys' teams. Wow. Three. Okay. And so far... As far as I know, I don't keep track of all these mm-hmm. games, but the girls' teams have yet to lose to a boys' team. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the state of girls' hockey in this town looks to be, at right at the right age group, yes. very strong. Okay. And boy, there's some good kids. There's enough of them that are standouts mm-hmm. that they're putting together a development team. So it's oh. a, there's not enough of them to be an all-star team yeah. of their own yet. But in the future, the wheels are already turning that these girls will be who represents this town and and, uh, and hopefully will be a solid yeah. part of the uh, the uh, northern capitals okay we are going to take another quick break be back with more on post to post on cfis fm if you're a student in grades 3 to 12 who needs a hand with math or english the prince george public library's homework help program is for you Homework Help runs Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 4.30 to 7.30 at the Bob Harkins branch. However, you do have to set up an appointment. To get in on Homework Help, call Chris at 250-563-9251, extension 105. Homework Help, Tuesdays through Thursdays at the Prince George Public Library. Your Prince George Council of Seniors is looking for volunteers. Help out with their Meals on Wheels program delivering hot meals to seniors as a social line volunteer making friendly phone calls to shut-ins by covering a three- or four-hour shift at the Seniors Resource Centre front desk or assist with a few tasks in their new Better at Home program. More information is available online at pgcos.ca or from the Seniors Resource Centre at 7th and Victoria. Frank Peebles grooving along to the beat there. Well, that's great sports yeah. rock. Now, before we forget, because we don't have much information about this, but what I've got, I will pass along. Um, high school varsity football, double A. Um, the provincial website has scores for all the games, except the ones from up here. Oh, right. They had on November the 12th, so that would have been like There's a flag on that ago. play. Yeah. Two weekends ago, they had the teams that were playing in the semifinals, Shasti, Kelly Road, 
and Nechaco Valley. They had them listed, no score. Last weekend, they didn't even have a game listed. That was supposed to have been whoever won that game playing College Heights, who won the league title in the regular season. They do have College Heights listed playing on Saturday at BC Place versus Robert Bateman, secondary, in one of the AA provincial semifinals. So stuff's going on, yeah. but we just can't I, connect I, the dots because of a, a an online issue. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, I'm just kind of wondering. Maybe the other teams just said, "No, we're not, we're not going to go through this." You know, they weren't acknowledging that College Heights was that much better, but they may have said, "Why should we beat each other for a couple of more weeks?" And especially with Nechaco Valley at this time of year, traveling back and forth, Man. the roads sometimes are interesting. I don't know for sure if that was it. As you say, they had the one game listed from two weeks ago as the semifinal. No score and nothing last week, but now they've got College Heights listed as playing this weekend. God, I just got to interject it. Good for Nechaco Valley. Man, oh, yes. that town has always been good on, on football programming. Hey, yeah. they they really do a good job in Vanderhoof. Yep. Well, they do a good job in Nechaco Valley in sports. True. Period. Yep. For years, their basketball team and their volleyball team, especially on the girls' side, won provincial titles. And uh, their running, their cross-country running teams have always done well. Mm-hmm. Right? They're tracked. And we don't get generally. to go head-to-head with them here in Prince George because our, our teams are usually an A higher. Yeah. But uh, schools like uh, Cedars, yes. they play them. And, yeah, uh, yeah it, it's yeah, you, great to see. We'll see. We see them at tournaments in town. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, tournaments, they don't care what Yeah, level you can you play are. up oh, a yeah. level. And, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's what... That's and what, what better way, if you're a double-A team, to really hone your skills into play a triple-A team. Yeah. And if you're a triple-A team, you're looking at and saying you're a double-A team, but then you're looking at and you're saying, okay, they're ranked in the top three of the province. Yeah. So they are at our level. Right. This and is not- also, you don't want the uh, the pride bash of no. losing to an A lower. Yeah. So you've got, if you don't step up for that game oh. and take it seriously, yes. a double-A team will beat a triple-A team. Yes. And make it and have fun doing it. Oh yeah, then then they've got some momentum. <laughs> yeah, I want to throw in. I'm going to take us away from local sports for just a second. Yep, because we're talking football. Yep, what a great cup game, game this hey? weekend! Holy cow, that was one for the ages. Two blocked field goals in the last one was it three minutes? <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel bad for Winnipeg's fans, except they've been treated to some Grey Cup oh, success lately, yes. so uh, I don't feel bad about it at all. Yeah. But uh, but that's what you want, and it happens time after time. The Grey Cup game is always close and way better than any Super Bowl yes. game. I think part of it is because they don't take the extra week off. Yeah, that Super might Bowl, be. They're, they're straight Super in. Super Bowl has their conference championships, yep. and then you give their coaching staffs of 20 guys each two weeks to go through every last bit of film on the other team. And okay, let's there's all, something we can right. pick on. It's all about we're money down on. there, We're going to pick on it, and we're going to keep picking on it until we're up for right by 40 points. Yeah. In the CFL, it's like, do we have any film of uh, <laughs> Winnipeg? Yeah. And they did play once during the regular season. I checked on this. Winnipeg won the game by one point. Ha! Huh. 23-22, I think. So Wow. Yeah. But again, 24-23, does that sound right? From the weekend? I, that yeah. sticks in my head. Yeah, I can't yeah. quite remember because of the for foggy CFL haze. Game, that's <laughs> a, for a CFL game, that's actually a reasonably low-scoring game. Speaking of football, mm. um, Reg, since you're over in the uh, corner and uh, not talking, can, <laughs> can you check the uh, the real football score? 
the last Team, I saw... We're talking about World Cup yes, now all of a sudden. about 10 yeah. minutes to go, Ecuador was up one nothing. Huh. But that was with 10 minutes to go, so anything could happen. Let's go. And hopefully it will. Let's go. I Al- mean, Alfonso. Any time that, what was it, Saudi Arabia beat... Just giving hope to all those oh. underdog teams everywhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and Australia, I mean, Australia ended up losing to France, I think, 4-1, to one, but they scored the first goal. Well, while I, we're talking about underdogs, I need to bring up uh, the Canadian Nordic athletes. Mm. We have some who are going into the first World Cup event oh, next yes. week in Finland. Finland's yep. where it starts. Okay. And we've got uh, Emily Dixon yes. competing in that. And maybe Sarah Beaudry. I, can't rem- I haven't been following Sarah enough yes, to I know, know if she's on the same. I know she's training in Canmore, yep. and, and that's where Emily is too. But... Um, I know Emily's already over in But Emily's Europe. there already. Yes, because yeah. she posted it And I'm, not, I'm just assuming that the entire team is oh, already yeah. over there already. So, yeah. so we're talking biathlon here. You need to get acclimated to the time change. Yep. And get Snow conditions, snow the conditions. air conditions even. Yes. I mean, all those things matter. Just getting a sense of the trails is great. Yes. And uh, the uh, we're sort of on the receiving end of that mm-hmm. very, very soon. And the breathtakingly soon. Yes. The time's going to go by quickly because in, on May- January 17th yes. is when the uh, the gun goes off. Well, that's training day. But uh, yeah. that weekend is when... For two straight weeks. The cool thing about it is how... It's not just a race. It's a complex of races. And this is for not biathlon. It's cross-country only here that we're hosting at Caledonia Nordic Ski Club. But uh, it is uh, one of the components is that it's the last way that an aspiring athlete from the U20 or the U23 divisions can Claw their way onto Team Canada for the big event, the Worlds in Whistler, yes, the, the following, following week. Yeah, yes. Right, so this is go time. It's throwdown time for yeah. all those bubble athletes. So we're going to see some real racing going on. Oh yeah. However, because of the rules involved, the same distance on the same kind of course, etc., also allows it to be a Nordic Cup race. Okay. So yeah. those, and the, for those who don't know the Nordic Cup, it's uh, an affiliate. Um, it's the North American version uh, not of the oh. of the Continental Cup, the mm-hmm. COC, and if you mm-hmm. if you uh, score enough points in those Nordic Cup races, you can then get a berth on the World Cup circuit, which is what Emily and, and right. Sarah are already on. So you can get in there. So a race like Prince George. Uh, the, those racers who are on the bubble trying to get in, they're mm-hmm. going to come and claw their way onto that team if they can and get get a berth into the world, okay. the World Cup circuit. We'll be talking about that as time goes along, but we need to take another break. When we come back, I'm hoping that we're going to be talking with Todd Jordan from the UNBC men's basketball team on Post to Post. The Prince George RCMP are reminding everyone to drive safe and sober this holiday season. If you're going to be drinking alcohol or consuming other intoxicating substances, you need to find an alternative way home. The safety of everyone on the road depends on drivers making safe and sober choices. There are several options in Prince George if you find yourself needing an alternative ride home, such as Operation Red Nose. Check out the Operation Red Nose website for more details at ornpg.ca. 
If you or members of your family would like to improve your conversational English skills, the Prince George Public Library is holding conversation circles every Tuesday from 3.15 to 4.15. You'll be able to chat with other learners and newcomers in a casual setting. There will be fun and educational activities provided for children as well. The Family English Conversation Circle is a free drop-in event for all ages at the Downtown Public Library on Tuesday afternoons from 3.15 to 4.15. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries or showers. Wind from the south of 20K gusting to 40, a high of 2. Tonight, partly cloudy. South winds gusting to 60, the temperature rising to 7. On Thursday, cloudy, periods of rain beginning in the morning, gusting south winds continuing with the temperature falling to 2. And we do have Todd Jordan, the head coach of the men's basketball team up at UNBC on the line. Good afternoon, Todd. Hi, how are you doing? Not too bad in yourself, sir. I'm great. Good. Now, this week, we were talking about this a little bit earlier um, in regards to hockey more than anything. Teams play the other another team back-to-back. It's always tough to sweep. You guys are living proof of that this year, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've been uh, three three league weekends, three splits. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is tough when you go back-to-back and play in the same team and teams are making adjustments night-to-night. Uh, yeah. You know, it does, it does become difficult to, to uh, sweep a weekend, but uh, it also adds a dynamic that's kind of fun too, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Like this past weekend, you lost to Fraser Valley by four points in the first game and beat them by 21 in the second. How, how is that much of a turnaround happen? Um, you know, it's interesting. If you look across Canada West, um, those sort of swings are happening quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's a lot of things. You know, I think, uh, you know, number one, when you win one night, I think it's just human nature. Sometimes you let go of the rope a little mm-hmm. bit going into the next night. I think, um, you know, I think it's just, you know, there's, there's the adjustments being made. I mean, I know for us, we were able to make some adjustments from the first night to the second night that made, you know, a pretty big difference. And, uh, you know, just the physicality, too, of, like, that second night is mm. much more of a grind physically mm-hmm. and mentally just because you're fatigued, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, all those things kind of contribute to sometimes some uh, interesting thing ha- things happening from one night to the next. Now, of course, you split all three double headers. That means you won one game in each of them, and one of those wins was something that I think had, ne- had not been done before in UNBC history. You guys beat UBC. Yeah, I, um, I mean, a couple of the other programs, uh, women's basketball has yeah. beat them before, and I think one of our soccer teams has beaten UBC before. So, But, uh, yeah, for us, I mean, that was obviously a, a really uh, <laughs> nice thing to finally get done. And, I mean, they're the, uh, you know, they're obviously, I think, probably the biggest school in the conference. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's always nice to go in there and beat the big boys, right? So uh, it was, uh, it was a, it, it played really well, and it was great to, to come away with a win on that one. Now, I know at the beginning of the season, I think a lot of people looking at your squad would be going, my goodness, they lost uh, Vova Plesnikov and Terrell Lang and a couple of other guys. How are they going to do it this year? Well, you guys are doing it. What's happening? Have you got specific other guys stepping up, or is it just team? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I think, number one, there's, when you look at college basketball in general, I think it's natural, you you know, almost year in, year out, you know, when you lose your fifth-year guys or, mm-hmm. you know, your veteran guys, guys graduate, and, you know, always going into the next season, there's a, a question mark of, like, well, how are you going to replace those guys? Because inevitably they're usually, you know, big-time contributors for you. And, you know, just the way it works, you know, guys 
develop over their you know careers and they're ready to step into bigger roles and to recruitment to bring some guys in and, and I think that's a combination of all those things is kind of what's happened with us um, you know we've got you know we're, we're starting right now um, four of our five starters are returning guys right oh, okay. so they're guys who've been with our program and they're but they've all you know kind of really made jumps as their careers have gone on and, and you know you see a guy like you know Darren Hunter mm. starting at the point guard for us right now and he's He's a, uh, you know, I mean, I think he averaged, you know, less than 10 minutes a game last year. And, I mean, now he's playing, you know, 25 to 30 minutes every night. And, you know, he's our second-leading scorer and, and, you know, doing lots of things. And, you know, the guys inside our locker room, you know, have seen the development day in, day out. And they, they understand why that's happening. But I can see from the outside, you know, if you don't see that every day in practice, you know, it, it comes across as unexpected, right? And so, you know. We've we've been doing that. We've got a couple um, recruits that have come in. Micah Jesse's been really good for us yeah, yes. uh, at a Highland College down in the states, and um, you know some some young first year guys off the bench. Uh, Yevgeny Belkin, Justin Sunga, who've been who've been really good for us, right? So uh, yeah, it's been a combination of those things, and uh, you know the guys are playing really well together right now. Yeah. Now Yevgeny Belkin, I got a kick out because you look on your team roster sheet and it shows where they're from, and a lot of times what high school or what college they came from. And in Evgeny's case, it says Moscow, Duchess Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he 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 moved here. He he came here as an exchange student yeah. in uh, his, the summer before the grade twelve year, right? So, um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's why that's happened, and it's obviously worked out pretty well for us that he's come because yeah. he's a pretty good young player, and you know, I think he's going to have a great future with us. Now, is this sort of going to be the first? high school basketball season in the last three or four years that you're actually going to be able to do, shall we say, regular recruiting? Um, yeah, I mean, last year we were able to a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were games being played and provincials went on and stuff last year. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it is nice that finally things are starting to get back to normal, right? Uh, it's been, uh, you know, it's been a long road, you know. It, mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, when you look back now, I mean, almost two years of just, you know, no basketball and then altered basketball and, you know, different types of things with being able to be in certain gyms and not being able to be in certain ones at certain times. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it is nice that things are starting to open up and, uh, you know, they're, or they have opened up and, and the recruitment now is starting to get back to more normal the way it used to be. Yeah. And again, speaking about seeing different teams, I think you saw them last year, but you're hosting Calgary this weekend. Yeah, we, we did not. We didn't see Calgary last okay. year. Um, so last year, the league play was. I mean, we did a little bit of exhibition outside of mm. province, but um, you know, they as they kind of transitioned from the basically no playing to um, you know provincial. Uh, just, yeah, provincial. I mean, last year we've just played the teams in BC essentially um, during league play. So it's nice, you know, seeing some of these other uh, seeing some of these other teams this year that we're going to see. You know, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, Calgary, you know, some of these squads, right? Because it, it yeah. uh, just adds a different element. And then the last week of the season, you guys make the big road trip all the way out to Brandon. Yeah, that one's uh, <laughs> that one's a bit of a grind, obviously. Um, you know, flying out to Winnipeg and then usually busting to Brandon. And, yeah. Um, yeah, in the middle of winter in the prairies. So it's, uh, <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's uh, always a, uh, uh, a fun road trip that way. I mean, it's a character builder for sure. Yeah. And obviously you're hoping that you're still in the playoff hunt at that point because that would be a heck of a way to miss out on the playoffs because travel arrangements just threw your team off. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's it's um, it's one of those things where, you know, it's Canada West, 
just our conference is like mm-hmm. that, and everyone has to deal with with um, some tougher travel weekends. And um, ours just happens to come the last weekend. But uh, you know, you know, it's it's we're gonna have to go out there and play well, and and uh, you know, can't have any excuses with with just having a tougher you know travel weekend. I mean, we'll just have to take care of the bodies on the road and make sure that we're ready to play those games. Okay. Now, what do you know about Calgary coming into the uh, weekend? Um, you know, we've obviously been taking a look at some film and scouting them and things, and, um, you know, really, really talented team. Um, they've had a couple guys um, injured and banged up here the last couple of weeks, and uh, Noah Ward in particular, the point guard, is a really good player, and, I, you know, we're, uh, you know, not sure if he's going to be playing this weekend or not. Um, Spencer Roberts, one of the big guys, too, would make it, you know, is, is quite a difference maker for them, and he's been out. So, um, you know, we're... we're uh, Kind of preparing like all those guys will be here. They're a very talented group. You know, they're one of the obviously the bigger schools in the conference year in year out. I mean, they've been in contention for national championships a number of times. So I mean, they're they're a really good team, and uh, you know, I think we match up relatively well against them. But uh, you know, to get to get uh, one or two wins this weekend, we'll definitely have to play really well. So um, just trying to get the guys ready to to perform at a high level on Friday and Saturday. Okay. Todd Jordan, UMBC men's basketball coach. Thanks very much for taking the time, and good luck the rest of the season. Great. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Okay. We are going to take another quick break and be back with one more portion of Post to Post. Save the dates. The BC Natural Resources Forum is returning to Prince George for an in-person event January 17th to 19th at the Civic Center. The BC Natural Resources Forum offers a positive, nonpartisan arena to discuss and learn firsthand the latest news, trends, and opportunities linked to the resources sector in BC and across Canada. Registration and full details are available at bcnaturalresourcesforum.com. The 20th anniversary BC Natural Resources Forum, January 17th to 19th at the Civic Center. Mark your calendar as the Senior Activity Center hosts a Christmas kickoff weekend this Friday through Sunday. Stop by the center on Plaid Friday and enjoy a special $5 Plaid Friday lunch. Saturday is a craft and bake sale. Book a table by today to get early bird pricing. And Sunday is a pancake breakfast with Santa. For more information, call the center at 250-563-1915. It's a Christmas kickoff weekend, this weekend at the Senior Activity Center, downtown on Brunswick. Back on Post to Post, and before we leave UNBC basketball, mentioned that the men split on the weekend against University of Fraser Valley. Women, not quite so fortunate. They lost both games. The first game, they lost 68-57. Alina Shakarova had 12 points to lead the team. She also had eight steals. I can't remember the last time I've seen that big a number in the steals column for any for any team. That's quite a defensive yes. uh, output there. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Um, and then they lost not quite so much, not quite such a good game on the Saturday. They lost 78 to 45 and nobody in double figures that night. Hmm. Not a big surprise. And again, they host Calgary this weekend as well. You know, I actually have to feel kind of optimistic about that kind of statistic because as a coach, mm-hmm. I know that the hardest thing to teach a Both. young player is the defensive side of the game. Mm-hmm. And if defensive stats like that are already showing up, yeah. then the offensive stuff you can well, develop more well, easily. And well, you don't have you to can, develop with Shakarova. She's been no, in the top scores the last few years. Absolutely. She's uh, <laughs> she's the whole package. you got to wonder. But it rubs off. Yeah, and you got to wonder what the Fraser Valley coach was saying to his guards after the game. 
Keep an eye on that girl. Do not turn your back on that girl. She will take the ball away from you. Did you not notice this happening? Man. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Oh, yeah. So where have you got? Uh, you know what? I have to stand, applaud, bow, take my hat off. He's be- obviously not talking to me, folks. And, and, then, and then even More. farther. Okay. Uh, Carolina Hiller. Yes. I, I need to... I've known that kid since she was just a tiny tot. My yeah. son was in speed skating before he was in hockey. Oh. Okay. And he skated a lot with the Hiller family kids. Mm-hmm. And Carolina Hiller, if the listeners don't know, ended up doing something that uh, a Prince George skater hasn't done in a generation. Yes. And that is win a world medal. Yes. She was on the relay team that took bronze. Yep. And uh, she's still so young. It's yeah. it, it's, uh, it's so exciting and so gratifying. And I hope the whole Hiller family is just beaming up there in College Heights. Cause oh, I'll bet they may have stopped by now, but I'm sure on the I weekend, don't know. No, I don't know. Have, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. such a it's such a grueling sport. Did, did Speed Hillers, skating did is. Did they put their Christmas lights up already? Or is that still them <laughs> smiling? <laughs> uh, exactly. And there's such a wonderful, friendly, positive yeah. family in the first place, and the Blizzard Speed Skating Club oh. is so positive. There's, uh, you know, there's always politics in every sport, but yeah. let me tell you. We had nothing but just wrap around welcome when we were part of that club when uh, when my oldest was speed skating and yeah, wow is it great to see Carolina do so well. That was something that I was just reminded of when you started talking about speed skating was um, minor hockey wasn't using Kin One last weekend for their home games. That's right. There was it's an Olympic size ice surface. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So they get first call. Yeah, that is their home, in, yes. as it should be in Prince George. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, having little flashbacks there because I had to take my daughter to a, a six a.m. practice, oh. and looking across the way there, I was in going to Kin Three, but at Kin One through the windows, I could see them out there doing what the things yeah. that I used to do when I was putting a dad. Forty-seven feet of all those all pads, around the walls yeah. and putting out fifty-seven thousand pylons around the course. That's right. It's yeah. and it's great. the The volunteerism yeah. in that group yeah. is outstanding, and uh, and I still feel very uh, a lot of affinity and and a lot of uh, good feelings about those families, even though we transitioned to hockey a couple mm. of years into the speed skating. Yeah, that was one job that I always said, okay, I liked I liked volunteering at different sports, but there was one that I decided I didn't want to do, even though it didn't involve that much skating, was being the person who's on the inside during a speed skating event. I've had to do that. And is the one who has to put the pylons back while they're still skating? You know, they actually teach you how to not get vertigo, because oh, okay. you have to... When you're one of those, you're on skates yourself yeah. when you're uh, when you're um, doing that kind of job. Yeah. And after every event, in order for the ice to not get chewed up really mm-hmm. fast, uh, this little army of volunteers whips out, grabs these tiny little pylons, and moves them one dot over. Yeah. And then another group, you sometimes, others with you, mm-hmm. splash water down out of buckets to to, to give it yep. time to reheal the ice by the time you get through the, the four pylons and then back to the beginning again. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. it happens so fast and you're bent over and spinning around grabbing yep. these things that they actually give you instruction on how not to get yep. vertigo and fall over as yeah. you do those because things. Because that, that would throw everything off schedule. 
Oh, We're not too concerned about you falling on the ice, but you're going to put us off schedule. Guy. Well, that that starting gun, it clicks whether you're ready or I not, know. and yeah. so uh, you don't want to be anywhere near those guys when they go whipping around. Those those athletes are fast, and their their blades are sharp. Yes, and long. Yes, oh. very long. Yes, yeah. it's uh, Evander Kane flashbacks going oh. all over the place. Yeah, and again, it's one of those sports because especially when they're inside, it's short track, obviously. Yeah, yeah. short. Yeah, we're talking short track. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that's one of those ones. Four skaters on the ice at once, and a lot of times there's three skaters in the corner on in the totally, cushions, and one skater still circling around. And sometimes you'll see them sort of look around, going. Oh, okay, what happened? <laughs> My wife was involved in the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver. Oh. She was living in Vancouver at the time yeah. and uh, had some corporate involvement and got to go to see the speed skating. Mm. And she said she had never seen oh. a more entertaining sport in her life than short track speed yeah. skating. And that's why, just what you're talking about, because the three or four leaders can click oh, yeah. an edge and, and whoever was taking up the rear coasts yeah. to victory. Yeah, the guy who fell down the first lap yep. got back up and kept skating even though he's you know, three quarters That's of a lengthy right. height while the other three, as you say, tangle blades and all of a sudden, oh, I'm a gold medalist. Yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah. So no one's ever out and it's a dogfight oh. every single race. Yes. And there's such a difference between it and long track, isn't there? Yeah. Long track is very much more... Well, Obviously, it's long track. It's very much more endurance. Short yep. track is sprint, pure and simple. Yep, that's right. The, the mentality is completely different yep. between the two sports, and the physicalities are greatly different as yes. well. The muscle groups that you use are different. Yep. The uh, the aerobic versus anaerobic kind of conditioning that you have yep. to do is different. It's uh, it's There are two completely different sports. Well, in physicality as well, in another sense. When was the last time you saw two long track speed skaters collide? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good question. I'm not sure. No, because I don't think got, I've ever. They've got the rules because when they do the crossovers, they've got rules as yeah. to which one has to give way. It is possible to have those collisions, but yeah. boy, it's rare. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, because somebody would almost have to miss either they would have to miss the official signal or the official would have to give the wrong signal to the person he's signaling to, and they both think, "Okay, I've got the right away." And as we've seen in Prince George intersections all winter and sometimes in the summer, when both guys think they got it right the way, it doesn't work out. Do you know who has the right of way right now? The rink makers. I'm talking about long track right now. The outdoor ice oval must be going through kit and fits right now. But boy, do they do. They are world class ice makers. They got it going this weekend, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah, I actually didn't get an update on that. They had. um, I was thinking of Lyle Dickinson um, today as I was coming down the hill Um, going, oh man, it's so warm. Jerry Vancasil is a friend of mine. Yep. He was out there volunteering, of course, as he does every year. And he posted a picture of himself on the rink and said, yeah, we're open. I think that was this past weekend. And, and that but, yeah, right track now. can stay open during warmer weather if they get a good solid base, and I think they probably do. Yes, oh yeah. And the way it's recessed down sort of sub-ground there like that, it's not buried in a hole, but no. it's it's in a depression there, a bowl, it actually protects it somewhat. Yeah, didn't protect it quite well enough during the 2015 Canada Winter Games. Hey, we got one race on it. Yeah. We can say and, it was a facility yeah. used for the Canada Winter Games. It, sh- it sure was, and but I then was it got wet. To somebody, I was talking to one of the officials after that, like the next day, and they said the skaters and the coaches had nothing but praise for the ice. Yep. But it was just, there was but just no But there was no two inches could, of water on top. Yeah, and there was just no way they could get it ready for the next day. You know, it's true. So, uh, okay, Frank? Thank you very much for coming in. I'm hey, it's sure been a we'll, pleasure. I'm sure we'll see you again at some point in the future on Wednesday afternoon to chat local sports for the most part these days. 
but that'll do it for uh, Post is Post for this week. This is CFIS 93.1 FM in Prince George, proudly supported by community groups like Theatre Northwest. For the current schedule and tickets, visit theaternorthwest.com.